it, it's, it's hard to process because they don't understand the power of a home and what a home as an investment can do for them. Owning a couple of houses can genuinely give you the freedom that you're looking for. Yo, what is going on, baby? Nathan Kennedy, the new Money Podcast, episode 117. How y'all doing, man? Thank you so, so much for tuning in. As usual, my friends, ask me any questions on Instagram, as well as if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. You already know what to do. Leave those reviews. Thank you to everyone who has already left them really quickly. Neo Financial, Lincoln Bio, all that jazz. Uh, they're a fantastic partner and uh, their Neo card is really dope for cash back. And so you guys, a lot of you guys have already gotten one, which is fantastic. So, hey, go check it out. We really appreciate it. Also helps the show. Today, I have an interview with my boy Basil, who is just a baller, absolute baller. And we talk about real estate. He's my age. In real estate investor in the market and a lot of times when i'm talking to some folks like we all want to get into real estate we all want to you know own properties and shit right this guy actually talks about how you can go ahead and do that and what's practical and i mean it's tough for a lot of folks that are around the gta myself included so uh you know different strategies things like that fantastic conversation tons of energy i think you guys are going to really like it so without further ado let's just dive on into it baby Yo, what's going on, man? What's up, brother? How are you? Good, man. Thank you for coming on the show, bro. Let's get right into it. One of the most asked questions that I get is, how do I get started with real estate? Um, market's crazy. You see the prices, you see the headlines. How does somebody even get started with this stuff, man? So I'll kind of give a little bit of background. I have a, So I opened up a real estate company, like a real estate investing company with my friend, Stefan. Um, we were both, so he was 21, I was 20. And we literally had like no mortgage capabilities. So it started off with basically Stefan had this idea of wholesaling or not necessarily wholesaling, but um, he would take developments like big land developments um, and he would kind of find a distressed, like a developer, sell it for cheap and then um, just kind of be the middleman between the actual um, land acquisition and the actual contractors. And the people who have all their Ethereum license. Right. And then basically make the difference. Right. So it's like you, you get a, you get a hefty amount. Right. Um, so I was like, I like fell in love with the idea because I always had an idea in my mind. And I think that's where a lot of people kind of misjudge like how to get started with real estate. Like in my mind, I was like, I'm just going to buy an apartment. I'm going to save up money. I'm going to buy an apartment, rent it out. And then that's it. And it's going to pay for my mortgage. I'm going to sit down and relax. Yeah. Far this thing from the truth. Like, that's not <laughs> how it works at all. Um, so <laughs> Basically, I was like, yo, like, let me just get, let me just hop on. Like, I don't care if I get paid. I don't care if we make money. I just want to learn this type of shit, right? Like, I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. don't want to do it. Um, and then he's like, yeah, no problem. We ended up, we ended up finding a project that was like a $19 million development. Again, yeah. keep in mind, like a 20 year old kid, a 21 year old guy and their, and his partner at the time was like literally 21 as well. No experience with this type of stuff. We're like, yeah, let's just try it. Let's just try and raise capital. Thinking it's like an easy, easy thing Holy to just raise shit. like, like over $10 million of the capital. Um, we ended up going to an event and in our minds, like the event was a, a, a capital raising event Yeah, like where, where investors pitch their ideas. People are like, you know, where you know, where those people that hold like the signs, like you're like, I'll, I'll put in $10,000. Yeah. Exactly. That's kind of yeah. how we thought, how we thought of in our mind. Um, 
not again was not the case that we went and it was just it was genuine people like actual 27 30 year old guys who all were like like financially free right like they were living mm-hmm. like the, the fire like the fire, like the fire yeah. yeah the fire uh way of living basically right mm-hmm. um which is still amazing right and again they were like 30 years old man i was like what like i was like what the fuck how are these guys doing all this <laughs> and all they were all they were talking about was just creative stuff creative financing um, a creative way of getting into real estate, like with a bird method. I don't know if you're familiar with the, yeah, yeah. but it's anyone who isn't, it's basically you, you buy a house, you fix it up, you rent it, like you renovate it. Right. So that's why it's the bird because like the four R's you renovate it. Um, you rent it, you refinance it and you, um, and you repeat. That's the way mm-hmm. it works. Very simple. And that's kind of how we started getting to the idea of it. So we tried getting into it alone. We tried to just find like a random realtor be like, Hey, we just want to buy houses. Again, no idea what our mortgage, like what our mortgage approvals were, no idea how much we could afford for a down payment, no idea about anything to do with anything. We <laughs> yeah. were so weird. Like it's, it's funny thing about it now because you were so naive, right? Like we just, we just thought that we're like, Oh, you just, you just have $20,000. You buy a house and that's it. Game right. over. Yeah. That's what most people think, man. It's just like you have your down payment fucking nothing else matters. Yeah. Anyway, so fast forward, we ended up getting a mentor because we're like, you know what? We just want to accelerate our learning process. Mentors are, are, are great. I, I am fully like, I, I 100% appreciate every single mentor in this world, right? Because I genuinely think you find a lot of value in it. Real estate's one thing where if you actually make proper connections and actually know the right people, and con- again, and consume the right content. It's it's good to have a mentor, but it's not necessary. Mm-hmm. You you could you could like someone who has a mentor is only a bit ahead, of, like only a bit ahead of someone who doesn't. But the difference in payment, in all honesty, at the price that we ended up paying, I would rather have say that up for a down payment. Right, <laughs> right. So that's that's the problem, right? But yeah. anyway, so so we ended up we ended up finding uh, finding a property again, a property that was a townhouse. Looked like trash right by Fanshawe's on Second Street, mm. and so we ended up we ended up finding a term called vendor take back mortgage. So there's no banks involved, eh? No banks involved. So basically, this is a little bit this is a little bit more advanced. Like I'll I'll take it back a little bit when I finish this. Basically, for but sure. Like, um, so basically, what a vendor take back mortgage is is the owner has 100 percent equity in the home, right? So as an as a homeowner, right, you're selling the property. A home is an is, is a full asset when you are a hundred percent the owner. You can do whatever the fuck you want with it. You can mm-hmm. literally do whatever you want with it. So what this guy did is because he's smart. He wanted to. He's an investor, right? So he was selling a lot of properties, like doing a lot of. He he was getting making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to defer capital gains, because that's another factor to to it. So he's like, you know what? I will lend you the equity that I have in the house, which is all of it, mm-hmm. and you guys pay me five percent interest a month. Right. It's a 10 year fixed, which is basically the same thing that the bank does. It's the exact same thing that a bank does. The only problem is when you say it to people, it, it's it's hard to process because they don't understand the power of a home and what a home as an investment can do for them. Owning a couple of houses can genuinely give you the freedom that you're looking for. Anyway, so he literally told you, hey, give me 7% down. Again, same to it, same thing that a bank, a bank would have wanted 20. He's like, give me 7% down, 10 year fixed. 30 years amortized and that's it. So we literally paid 16 grand and we bought the property for 230,000 and now it's worth $410,000. And we only, our capital in it was literally our down payment, which is 16 grand. 
and our legal costs and everything, which is like all came together at 21 grand. Did everything go right? So that's the thing with, that's the thing with real estate deals. Shit goes wrong almost all the time, <laughs> almost all the time. Now, again, I'm doing it as a business. So that's why it's a little bit different. That's why a lot of shit kind of goes wrong as a normal residential buyer. Things kind of, things are, very, are relatively smooth ish. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with us, like, again, there's so much shit that goes wrong. Cause there's so many factors that aren't in your hands. So for example, like, like your mortgage broker, if he doesn't send as, as simple as this, the way, the way brokers, like the way mortgage, like the mortgage goes to your lawyers and the way everything closes is basically your broker has to give instructions to your lawyer on the day, on the day. It doesn't have, obviously it's not on the day of closing. It's a couple of days before. If that, if that mortgage broker doesn't send it in time, you are now delayed, right? Yeah. The problem with being delayed is it's not simple because when you get delayed, it's not just a day or two. Relatively, it's normally like, a, like a, you want extra week. Now, the problem is that week comes with costs because now mm-hmm. the people on the other side have a mortgage to pay. Mm-hmm. They have, they already canceled their insurance probably. They already, so they already have your bills. So now you have extra costs that's, that's associated with it. Something as simple as that. Something as simple, something that we ran into, something as simple as banks need to see 30 days of a mortgage, of a down payment in an account. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember we sent our statements 28 days. Uh, the, what's it called? Lenders are like, no, we can't do that. You guys are going to have to delay your closing. Oh my God. We're like, re- like, so there's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's so many small things like that that can, that can push it over. So, some, sometimes, like I remember once we had a deal fall through. We had a deal fall through literally an amazing deal was we bought, uh, it was a town, it was a five, a five bedroom townhouse right by Western wow. um, for two twenty five. Oh my God. It fell through. You know why it fell through? It was Christmas Eve or no, it was new year's Eve. Okay. And the, 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 the seller's lawyer ended up leaving half an hour before our lawyers got them, got them all the papers. Jesus Christ. So that half an hour difference literally cost us. And it made like a deal that, that now would have probably made us $300,000. So, you know what I mean? There's so many, there's so many small external factors that just that like, fuck you. You're, you yeah. know what I mean? There's, yeah. there's bad, like, there's bad, like, but again, and then they honestly, like I went through a phase where I think it was like the first, the first year that we did it, I think it was like December of, so we start. so the first ever property bought was August. So vendor take back August. You guys get that literally two weeks later, September 16th. We get a duplex. Wow. How, how did you, how do you do that? There's, a, there's people called wholesalers, right? So wholesalers, yeah. so imagine a car guy, right? Or, 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 you know, I'll even, I'll dumb it down to the lowest of the low, you know, furniture guys, like all yeah. these guys that sell couches, they're wholesalers, right? You get it for cheap. You, and then you just sell it for a little bit more, right? Yeah. Very, very simple in a dumbed down version. And like, when you get to the, the, the basics, people do that with houses. Again, your, your average Joe doesn't understand that doesn't mm-hmm. understand the concept of you get a house. For, so let's just say, Nathan, let's just say you own, you, you have a house, mm-hmm. right? You don't want to sell it on the market for and many reasons. You're a hoarder. You don't, you don't want people to see to your house. It's not staged. Well, uh, you're going through a divorce. You just don't want your neighbors to know that you guys are like, you know what I mean? You're inherited in a, yeah, yeah, exactly. You want, you just want something quick. You don't want showings. All this stuff. There's many reasons. So I'll come to you as a whole side. Like, Nathan, listen, your property is like you'll you'll say hey i, I want to sell my house for 500 grand i'll say hey listen you need to fix this this is this, this i'll give you 430 mm-hmm. okay and i'll, I'll so the price i'll give you a little bit of a lower price but i'll meet all your all your terms you want to close in two weeks we'll close in two weeks you want to close in 
a year will close in a year. Mm-hmm. You want no financing? We'll do no, you know any stuff like that. Yeah. So you'll kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll balance it out. So that now wholesaler has a contract, an, an agreement of purchase and sign of a house. Mm-hmm. And he can now transfer that APS to someone in between the day of the site signatures to the closing day. Right. So now I have your house under contract. I can go to an investor and say, hey, listen, this is 70 grand under value. Give yeah. me $10,000 and it's yours. You now yeah. have it. So now it went from 430. The investor buys it for 440, right? Mm-hmm. He gives you the 10 grand, but now he has a property that he got for 60 grand less. So you get that you get it in contract and you just assign it to somebody else and take the fee. Exactly. That's yeah. literally all it is. That's that's incredible. So you guys, so you guys, so was that the deal after the vendor take back? That was the deal after the vendor take back. So we got, so we had, so I knew a wholesaler. Was, uh, he was, he was kind of starting off new and I was kind of starting off new with all real estate. So he knew that. So we had a kind of a good relationship and he was like, Hey, listen, I have this duplex for 190 grand. Okay. A duplex. Dude, that's so like, don't even say that, man. Like, it's like literally like it was disgusting. Like the, it was disgusting, but that's as a, as a buyer in London, 190 duplex. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. So, <laughs> so I'm like, man, I will literally get you your money tomorrow. 20 grand. No, <laughs> all in is all in two ten, right? Yeah. Again, similar situation. Now that property, we just ended up like finishing it. By the way, like if anyone wants to, we'll plug it in, in the end. <laughs> um, so, so we fin- we just finished renovating it. We just got an appraisal for six for six hundred. Six hundred. Yeah, because Dude. we made a third unit in it. That's crazy, man. So wholesaling is a very big thing. People hate wholesalers. For, agents hate wholesalers, specifically agents. They don't like wholesalers. Because again, that's good. They're kind of doing their job. Like they're kind of taking yeah. away a little bit from the potential sellers. Um, but you just, again, it's, it's all, I honestly learned getting into real estate is all about knowing the right people. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I don't know how advanced your audience is in terms of wanting to get into real estate, but honestly, like getting in the right groups, getting in the right network, watching, man, honestly, just watch a shit ton of videos. Seriously, That's yeah. all you need. That's literally all you need. The most important part of, of real estate is the deal. Money. That's also another thing I learned. Money is so easy to come by. Really? What do you mean? What do you What do you mean by that? Because that's the that's like the number one thing people say. I don't have the down payment. There's prices. You know, like like you know, to say creative financing, sure. But like, how could they like practically go out and like? Do they have to network? Do they really have to get in these spaces to 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 raise the capital? It's an amazing question. So buying a normal house in itself, right? Just for you to live in, all to stuff is obviously hard because you're not going to, you're not going to partner with anyone for your own home, right? Like you're not, you're really not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, nowadays it's a little bit tougher to get approved because of price and everything. But honestly, in this day and age, you kind of need a decent income or at least another, another person in your application. Right mm-hmm. now, a different way of getting, getting more a mortgage, right. Is going into, um, is going into B lending. So A lending is basically your top five banks, right? Like your um, RBC, TD, CIBC, Scotia, and then national bank, technically people count in there as an A lender. So it's just your sixth bank, I guess. Um, And then B lending is kind of anyone who isn't. So A lending, you're going to get your, your 1.3%, like your, your amazing interest rates, five-year fix, like, or variable, by the way, everyone should go with variable. Um, there's like, I'll, I can talk about it later, but there's actual like mathematical proof that variable ends up being better in the long run. But anyways, so you can go with that, right? Again, now obviously the application process is a lot more difficult. 
right? Because you have to have, your ratios have to be like within, I believe it's like 30, 32 to 36%, like your, like your GS, all that, all that type of mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so it is a little bit more difficult. Now for a person who still wants to get into this market, because again, in my opinion, again, it's completely my opinion, you're not going to get cheaper than what it's going to be right now, mm-hmm. right? The best time to buy is, is today. And it's it not today, is. tomorrow. It always is. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not going to get a cheaper price. And even this is something that people, it kills me when people say this, even if the market crashes, right? In, in like, even when you have a lot, of, a lot of people bring up 2008. Yeah. First of all, that didn't happen in Canada. That was in the States. Like, like obviously the, the market did take a, like the real estate market did take a bit of a recession. We were pretty good, man. We were but pretty was, good up here. For the most part, it was, I think it was like around like an 8% decrease, right? Yeah. If you think about it, every month it's going up like two, like roughly 2% right? Or even if it's 1%, right? Which means that, which means that it's like within now and eight months, right? If you don't buy within those eight months, you just like, you just didn't like, you know what I mean? Like you Mm -hmm. didn't buy lower, like you literally just, you're now going to buy higher. Yeah. And that's if like the market crashes like 2008. And and that's the same for any any market like stock market, bond market, you know, real estate market. Like it's it's the same thing. I and it, I really think you you can't time it. You're you're not going to time it. The best day is always today. But but continue continue. So my sister got married in September and they ended up buying a townhouse for like um, I think it was four something like four thirty or four six something like that. At the time, it was expensive, right? Like at the time, it was like and and they ended up buying. They loved it, but but it was expensive at the time. Uh, their neighbor just sold for five something, like like a hundred grand over what they bought it for. And this was and this was in September. Like this is in, this is like this is in not even a year, like a year ago, basically. So you're the yeah, you're one hundred percent right. There's no honestly, there's no point. There's no point of of and and even if it does crash, like who cares? Just don't just don't sell it. Like just don't sell it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's as simple as that. Even if it crashes, like who cares? Like it's not that big of a deal. Like I, anyways, but um so. If you genuinely think you can afford a house, because B lenders now, so B lenders are normally two to three at max, at max 4% more than, not even four, probably like 3% more than your A lender. Your B lender is all these like other lending companies, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're like, I don't know the specific names, but like they're just other lending companies. Companies you've never heard of. <laughs> make the application process a lot easier, Yeah. right? So they accept a little bit higher. There, there is that option. Like talk to your broker, talk to your mortgage broker. If you can't afford an eight, like if you can't afford an A, um, like an A lender, just talk to your broker and just, just figure it out. Cause there are ways there. You can go, you can even go like worst case scenario. There's a house that you really want. Actually, no, no, no I'm not going to say that. Cause you can, I was going to say you can even like worst case scenario, go private lending, but private lending right now is like 7%. So unless you're making good income, you don't want to go that. But yeah. B lending, I'm telling you, B lending like a year ago, or before the pandemic, mortgages were at like three point something percent, right? Mm-hmm. B lenders now, and people were still buying, right? People were still buying houses because three point is still cheap, right? B lenders now are around the like around that, I around know, that crazy. range. So like the, you're obviously you're not going to get the most perfect rate, but you, but there's a lot of situations where you can you can end up refinancing, right? Mm-hmm. Buy now, wait for the equity, just wait for the equity to build in, give it two years, right? Do a variable, like do like an open type thing, or even a three year term, and just refinance it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then at that at that rate, it's so much easier to refinance. Okay, so let's say let's say I'm from like Mississauga, Brampton, GTA, right? Like, and I want to get in. I've got you know maybe 10, 15 grand. Like I, but I'm hungry. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Talk to me about like investing at a distance. Like, do you have to get to a different market? Like, if your market's too too hot or too too expensive? Because, I mean, you know, 
anywhere in the GTA, Oakville, Mississauga, Brampton, Vaughn, like it's just millions. Like it's literally into the millions now. Like you, you'd be lucky to find something into in like seven, eight. So like, you know, what's, what's the, what's the fix for them? Do they have to get into markets like Windsor, London? Like, do they have to go South for stuff like that or go out East? Like to talk to me about that. So it depends on your goal, right? Like it, it all depends. It all depends on what you want out of out of the, the, the property that you're buying. The thing, the, the only nice thing, the only nice thing about the GTA, and I will personally, I will never buy. Like I would never buy in the GTA. The only nice thing about the GTA comes is the is the appreciation, right? If you are buying an investment property in the GTA, you are going to cash flow negative. There's no doubt about it. Like there's absolutely <laughs> no doubt about it. you are going to cash flow negative. Now, if you can sustain that, like if like if you can, if you're losing a thousand dollars a month, by the way, I never recommend anyone to cash flow negative because because there's no reason to because there's so many other options where you can cash flow positive. But again, let's just say you want to stick to your market, you don't want to go far, you want you want to just stay in in the GTA. If you can sustain that thousand whatever thousand five hundred dollar loss every month, which salaries are nicer there, so I can kind of see people doing it, then you're literally banking on appreciation, right? The only problem is I would never bank on appreciation because like that's out of your control. The reason why I picked real estate. So I, I got into the stock market not too like a while ago, right? Like I got into it. I, I loved it. I was so happy with it. But then small things started happening, right? Like I was, I was in Nike when, when Zion ripped his shoe, right? I wasn't like, I was in Tesla when, when, uh, when Elon smoked weed on, on Joe. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, like I was in those stuff. So, and it's it's the uh, not unpredictability but there's so many external factors that can influence that can yeah can you can lose you a, a good money right like if, like think about it like for example zion when you like they lost like if you had a good amount of nike you lost a lot of money right if you sold well, obviously if you, you shouldn't have sold if you did you <laughs> sold, yeah. but um but anyways like there's external factors so that's the same thing with appreciation in real estate i don't want to depend on external factors with my business, right? Mm-hmm. I want to make sure I'm in 100% control of what I can do with a property. So how can someone, how could someone invest at a distance if they want to get out of their, their area? Property management? Property managers is the easiest way to do it. There's plenty of property managers in the world that would do it for, that will probably do for like, like a couple hundred dollars a month. Yeah. Like property management is the way to go. So you got to figure that shit out. If you're really, if you're really about real estate, you want to get into it, you got to find a market and you're, you got to Like you just got to, you got to put up with it. 100% like you investing, like I said, investing in your own, in your own market is nice. If you, if like when we we're kind of slowly kind of getting out of London as well. Right. Because again, you are, you are, you are investing money, right? You are investing money. It's like, it's like you're, like you're investing money for a reason. You're not investing money to lose money. Yeah. Right? yeah. If you're yeah. eating, if you're eating a thousand dollar loss every single month, you're losing $12,000 of your own money. Like, yes, you are kind of building that equity, but your mm-hmm. but your cash flow is getting destroyed. Like your cash flow is getting rocked. Why would mm-hmm. you do that? Like, mm-hmm. why would you do that to yourself? Let someone else handle it. Make instead of making like I would rather make $500 in a in a in a smaller market than lose $1,000 in the GTA. Why would you why would you do that to yourself? Mm-hmm. And plus by the way, like also now people need to realize people are moving out of the GTA. Yeah. Like people like like people like the, the only what the only market that crashed was like for real estate in the past year was the Toronto condo market. That's it. Real estate is not a real estate is not dead at all. Like there's still cash flow in real estate. There's still good money in real estate. People just need to 
people just need to actually take the time to actually like, like look into it, like look into it a little bit, like talk to people, mm-hmm. talk to anyone. I'm sure everyone knows someone who's invested in real estate. So just get talking, like start, start talking about it. Like talk with your friend, like you get it going, like just start to reach out and yeah, yeah. Post on Instagram, be like, Hey, like I'm looking to buy an investment property. Who, who can I talk to? Watch YouTube videos. Do you know how many YouTube videos are in the world? of just like how to buy your first property. Again, all it is is just talking to the right people. Yeah. So you to, to tell, tell me about it, man. Like take, take me through, you know, like your, your sort of journey over these past few years. Like you started with the one house, started wholesaling to tell me how it like snowballed for you. Our introduction to real estate was fucked. It was like <laughs> ridiculous. So the first property we got, again, it went relatively smooth. It was a vendor take back mortgage. Um, again, we had to get very creative, right? With our financing. Yeah. For someone to get their first property like that, I remember I brought it up to someone and they were like shocked. They're like, oh my God, I can't believe you did that. Like, it was amazing. So that was, that kind of went a little bit relatively smooth. It obviously, I had a little hiccups here and there. But then we ended up getting to that duplex that I told you about. The, 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 the one for 200 grand, 210. That was a nightmare. Really? We ended up talking. We, so I had a broker who thought he knew what he was doing. Um, and he ended up, so it was an assignment deal, right? That's what they call it as a wholesaler when they assign it to someone. So it was an assignment deal, right? Normal banks don't like that, right? Like it's rare for you to find like a, like a, like na- national bank doesn't mind it. There are some that don't mind it. Scotia doesn't mind it. Uh, but like TD, RBC, forget about it. Um, so he didn't know that, right? Again, we weren't, we weren't like, we weren't savvy enough or we weren't actually into it enough to know that. Mm -hmm. So, so he, but he didn't know that either. (laughs) So this is a story that he told me. We basically ended up, we ended up getting maybe like a week before closing. He goes, the A lenders that I was supposed to get you with, they, they like shut down their company. And then the people that bought them out don't accept assignment deals. What the hell? We're like, we're like, what? Like, are you, are you like, really that happened in like that, that happened? Like, just imagine us thinking that the company that we were supposed to go with basically went bankrupt or some shit like that. And then the people that bought them out there. So we're like, yo, what the fuck is going on? So we just didn't end up closing on it. Right. Or no, 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 we ended up closing. So we had to extend the closing a while, yeah. extend like another month. Cause we basically had to restart all over again. Yeah. Holy shit. Tried to get us with an A lender. Um, the incomes weren't there. Like just everything, even though it was $190,000. Like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? It's 190 grand. What do you yeah. mean? <laughs> so nothing lined up, nothing, nothing, nothing. And it took us such a long time to close on it. till eventually we ended up closing with, we ended up closing with, um, with a private lender, right? It was a six month term. Mm-hmm. And this was where our first win happened of real estate ever. The pro- we didn't touch the property. And it ended up getting, getting appraised for uh, 354 grand, even though we didn't touch it. Yeah. So we pulled out 80 grand, right? Yeah. We basically paid off all the debts that we had because we had another flip. Oh, and we had another flip at the time that, <laughs> that literally was atrocious. We completely <laughs> overestimated the, the after. So it's called an ARV, the after yeah. repair value. Completely overestimated it. <laughs> didn't renovate it properly. Like, it was just a sh- and we lost money on that. We lost yeah. like 20 grand, right? Yeah. So we basically had debt that we had to pay. So then when we refinanced the property, right, we took all that money, 
paid off all our debts and we were kind of like debt clear now basically back to back to mm-hmm. square one essentially um and then yeah that was our first win of everything mm-hmm. keep in mind this is at the same time this is like a couple months after that deal fell through yeah yeah where we were working where it took us two months to try and close on it, it didn't work out yeah yeah so the first the first like three months of us doing this i remember man like i remember new year's eve i called my friend and i literally bawled my eyes out really eh? i i literally started crying because i was like man like this is fucked yeah like it's just tough like everything about that last four months was just the worst it was so tough and honestly like i genuinely don't know how i didn't just quit on real estate yeah. i genuinely don't know how. wow so again things kind of started like the, the boats started kind of flowing a little bit because again we we did our refinance we had two properties under our belt now we had tenants in that property we inherited tenants that were trash yeah literally yeah. Like bottom of the barrel like like they were paying like six hundred dollars for like a three bedroom like it was the bottom of the barrel like trash <laughs> so we were bare we, we were literally like losing i think like a couple hundred dollars a month on that property but again we got it for so cheap that we couldn't like pass up on it yeah so everything was kind of going like so things kind of started like steadying out a little bit so we as we thought so we ended up bringing on this wholesaler like a friend of mine we're like yo listen we know you don't have experience just come and wholesale for us yeah right? Come find these deals. He's like, yeah, no problem. He loved the idea. Um, you know him, Mohammed. Mah- I knew, I knew when you said that, I was like, that's definitely Mo, man. I, 100%. So he ends up getting his first deal, right? Under contract. Amazing deal. It was a, it was a property for 296 grand in White Oaks, right? Amazing, amazing deal. We, we were going to wholesale it for, I think, like 30 grand or something like that. Amazing deal. The lawyers didn't end up, or no, the, the sellers didn't end up wanting to sell you because they thought they can get more. So we don't end up getting anything. We end up getting zero dollars. It went from 30 to nothing. We had another deal that we were supposed to, that we were supposed to make another like 20 grand on. Yeah. The other, the end buyer didn't end up buying it. Didn't end up closing on it. So that's another 20 grand that we just lost right there. Oh my God. So our motivation just went to absolute trash. Yeah. So this is where, this is where I think this can get, this can this can help not just people who want to get into real estate, but any business owner in general. The fact that we persevered, we knew, like we knew, um, like we knew what the goal was. We knew it was possible. We knew it can happen, right? So, like, you know what, man? Like, no, fuck, we are not giving up. We are not. Mm-hmm. We're no. We're gonna keep going. We're gonna keep trying to find properties. We're gonna keep the fucking fire under our, under our asses. We're gonna keep going. Yeah. So we ended up getting a flip. We ended up finding a property that we were going to rent out. Okay. We were going to, we were going to rent it out to people. And then it ended up, our neighbors ended up selling it for a lot more than we bought it for only like two months later. Mm-hmm. So we told our investors, we, we ended up buying this with an investor, right? So they gave us all the cash, no mortgage. Right. And we were going to basically, we were going to, we were going to handle everything. Right. We were going to, uh, we were going to handle everything. We were going to rent it out. Oh, and then we we're going to give them a big cut of the, we we're going to give them, I think it was like 60, or no, like a 50-50 split on rent on like the net income. But then when we go to sell it, they were going to get like 80% or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So our neighbors ended up selling and we're like, you know what, man? Like, fuck it. Like, let's just flip this out. Like, well, let's just fix it and sell it. Why would we keep it? Mm-hmm. So we ended up fixing it and we we ended up making good money, right? We made, I think the property ended up netting us like 60 grand. Mm-hmm. 
but because we did it with investors, we didn't keep any of it. Like we barely kept like anything. We kept, I think like 10 grand of that. Wow. So we were, again, we were kind of disheartened about it. We were kind of like, man, like, fuck, we did all this work. We ended up getting way over our asking price and we only made 10 grand. Mm-hmm. We're like, fuck man. Like, so we're like, but, but again, we, I don't know why, like I genuinely, we are genuinely psychos for still sticking with everything because we yeah. ended up sticking with it. Then we ended up getting another property, another property in November. And this was where, this is where our business changed. This is genuinely where our business changed. Like a whole 180 just completely changed. And they're buying a property um, right by Fanshawe. It was a five bedroom. Mm-hmm. We rented out for a little bit. But then again, prices fucking started skyrocketing. Mm-hmm. We're like, you know what? Let's just sell it. Let's just sell it. Fuck it. Let's just, let's just take the appreciation. Let's sell it. And let's start fresh. Luckily, we ended up making around like 100 grand on that property. Mm-hmm. And again, this is where everything changed. Because now we acquired another flip in our own name. And we made 70 grand on that property. That's amazing. Right? And this is in four months. So now we're at a situation where we're basically, other than our mortgages, our mortgages, obviously, but we're completely debt-free. Right? And somehow, some way, I genuinely don't know how. <laughs> We're almost at like, we're at like a half a million dollar company. That's insane. In like a year and a half. That's fucking insane. Again, genuinely, genuinely. Like, I think if it was any other, per- like not any other person, there are obviously a lot of people who persevere and shit. But if there's one thing that people can, can, can get out of, out of all their hardships is I'm telling you, if you genuinely believe in what you are doing. Yeah. Just fucking persevere, man. Like genuinely yeah. persevere. Cause I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, I promise you. All these shit situations, all these things, I'm telling you, man, like I was on the phone with Mo and I, and I was crying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, like I was bawling my eyes out. Yeah. And then same thing, same thing with my, like with my parents, I had so many breakdowns. I genuinely thought like I was going to fucking like, just my mind was going to explode and I was going to like, just become like, I was just going to quit everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's how bad it was. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. But honestly, like I don't regret anything. That's I don't amazing. regret a single bit of it because it teaches you so much. It teaches you to be resilient. It teaches you not to take shit from no one. Mm-hmm. It teaches you what actual hard work can do to you. It teaches you like, it teaches you everything. It just transforms you as a human being. Where are you heading now, man? What like you're, you are 23? 23. I just turned 23 two months ago. Just turned 23, man. What's, so where are you guys at right now? Where are you guys heading, man? Because I, I love everything you're saying right now. We, so honestly, the goal is just to continue to flip continue to and then eventually we want to get into big commercial properties we want to get into big commercial flips buy buildings fix them up like rent them out type thing like if eventually that's kind of our goal we want to get into big commercial properties we want to get into bigger developments um that's kind of the goal honestly that's kind of what we are hoping to do um and i think we like we put ourselves in a position where we can now we can kind of we can aim for those we can aim for that um, and on it, like you need to, you need to learn from yourself. You need mm-hmm. to learn from yourself. Like, I know there's so many, like, t- like social media things with social media nowadays, you, you're, by the way, I hope, you know, you are the only finance person I follow on Instagram. <laughs> I don't follow a thing because I love what you do because you, you teach people, like you actually like educate them. Like you give them actual genuine information Thank that you, they man. can, that they can use. I'm being dead serious, man. Like, all these other, a lot of these other finance people are like, 
This is how to make a million dollars tomorrow. This is how invest in this, invest in this. People don't realize that people are telling people who are telling you to invest in something are already in it. They're already <laughs> yeah. in this certain thing. Yeah. You, you, all you were doing is putting yourself in a position where you're buying the hype and then you're going to get fucked. Mm-hmm. But the person who told you on social media who has 200,000 followers is happy because he told him that his, his fucking, he's going to sell at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Right. He's going to, mm-hmm. when that peak happens, he's selling. Mm-hmm. You bought where he is selling, where that exactly, person that you yeah. trust, that person that you thought you were trusting, he's selling. Yeah. Right. So people need to actually like learn that social media is nice for quick information, mm-hmm. but only that mm-hmm. only quick information. If you, if you actually want to invest in something, if you actually want to learn about something, do your own research like learn about it. Like actually take the time because you are not going to learn shit off TikTok. Like you're not going to learn. You're not no, going to learn how to invest in stuff on TikTok. Again, that's why I love what you do. Cause you talk about like, these are, these are tax implications. These are, this is how you set up a TFSA. These are the good TFSA. These are good credit cards. Like you actually give good, genuine information. I saw some guy on TikTok. That's like, don't buy a house and live in it. Buy a house and rent it out because it's a, because, because it's a, it's an asset, not a liability. He literally was like a, 16 year old kid and i was like man like what are you talking like like you like you've never you like you brought you can't even you can't even buy a property anyways like you, yeah. you know what i mean it's it's small stuff like that it kind of like irks me because people will listen to that mm-hmm. and think that oh yeah this is the way to do it mm-hmm. right i'm just gonna buy a property like no that's not take everything with a grain of salt that you see on social media real estate works everyone knows that real estate works so Again, you don't have to, you don't have to go and buy this million dollar property, buy something trash. If anything, that's <laughs> yeah. what you should be looking at. Buy a trash property. Cause that's the way to make money. Real estate is literally that, that is the way to make money in real estate is an equity. Equity mm-hmm. is the key word in real estate. Mm-hmm. Buy something shit, put in a bit of sweat equity, like fix, fix up stuff. Mm-hmm. And you will be surprised at the number that, that, that the appraiser is going to come back to you at. Mm-hmm. Cause then, so I'll talk about that quickly. So people, so there's, there's the refinancing process is very, um, is very foreign to people, right? Cause people don't do it the way we do it. Mm-hmm. The way we do it, this is literally the, this is the way to do it for us. You go with a private lender, you find a shit property. Okay. Mm-hmm. You, you go with a private lender, right? You eat shit for a couple months, but that's mm-hmm. fine because you're paying, let's just say you pay $2,000 a month. Mm-hmm. Okay whatever you're going to pay, like you're going to pay like eight grand. Obviously it is tough. Eight grand is not a low amount, especially at a younger age, mm-hmm. but that's something that you can, like if, if you can take a like a student line of credit, mm-hmm. yeah, pay that, do it because those four months or three months, if you take a shit property, that's worth a hundred grand, fix it up. Let's say you spend 30 grand on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. That 30 grand, you don't realize but it's going to exponentially, it's going to make you so much money because the way it works is the way banks look at it. So um, again, I'll, I'll, again, I'll walk through it. So you get a property for hundred grand. I'll use, I'll use like hundred as a number because it's easier. Use hundred grand. You spend 30 grand on it, right? This is again, a very dumbed down version. You spend 30 grand on it. You, again, you are with a private lender now. Private lenders do open terms, right? You can, because private lenders is genuine. A private lender is a, is a human being. It's literally like, you know, you know, who's lending. Like I could be a yeah. private lender and literally just lend you money and you and I can just text each other. Yeah. Like I literally text my private lender. Like, yeah, I'd be like, yeah. Hey, yo, like here's the pictures of the product. Like it's you're, you're actually connecting with a human. So you do an open term, right? For three months, 
Okay. You spend 30 grand on it. Let's say you pay another eight grand in, in interest, all that type of stuff, whatever. Again, it is, it is, it sounds expensive, mm-hmm. but you now go to an appraiser. You go, Hey, listen, come appraise this property for me. They now, they now appraise it at 250 grand. Right. Okay. It's crazy, man. So then you go to a, so then you go to a, a bank and you say, Hey, listen, this property is not worth 250 grand. What do banks love? There's something called a loan to value. I'll show you it. There's something called loan to value. Loan to value basically means if, if you put in 20% down, that means the loan to value that the bank is giving you is 80%. Okay. Cause that's the loan versus the value that you have put in. Okay. So the banks always do appraisals at, at 80% loan to value. Okay. So let's just say here, I'll literally show you, you put in, you buy a property for hundred grand. That's what your mortgage is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or let's just say that's what your net mortgage is, whatever. Let's just say like after you pay your down payment is hundred grand. Yeah. So now you, your property is now worth 250K. 250K times, so, so 250K, is yeah, that you do it? 250K yeah. times 0.80, because now that's the, that's the new mortgage that the bank is going to give you. Right. Okay. So that's 200 grand. Yeah. Okay. So now the bank is going to give you a loan for 200 grand. But guess what? You bought it for 100. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So now where does that money go? Where do you think that money goes? So you bought it for hundred grand. Where do you think that hundred K goes? It's yours. Yeah. And to your reinvest. Mor- so your, so your mortgage, so your mortgage now is going to become a normal a lending mortgage exactly. at one point, whatever it is at the time, 1.4, 1.5, whatever it is. So you're kind of back to normal and you now have a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> go fuck around and go and buy, buy another property. And you do the same shit. You literally, it's, it's, it's a rinse and repeat cycle. Yeah. That's, that is, that is how people buy. That's how people make money in real estate. That mm-hmm. is the easiest way to make money. Again, obviously I know it's a dumbed down version, mm-hmm. but that is so possible. That is, that is, that's 100% possible. I'll literally give you an example of ours. Again, our mortgage right now for this duplex is 200. Cause then, so it's 225 grand right now. Right. If we go to a bank and same thing, like if we go to a bank and say, Hey, we have an appraisal. Let's just say he appraised it conservatively at 550 grand. Okay. 550 grand yeah. times 0. 0.8, right? 440 grand, 225. Our mortgage, our mortgage goes up a little bit. That's fine because we're getting at a low interest anyways. Money's yeah. dirt cheap right now. Dirt cheap. Our tenants are, our tenants are going to like, you end up renting it anyway. So you're not really paying too much anyways, even if you're cash flow negative, but you now have 250, like 250, like we could literally pull out that 250 grand and buy, and literally you can buy whatever the fuck you can buy, go buy a car if you want. You can go buy a Lamborghini. You can go buy whatever the fuck. You can go on vacation for a year. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Obviously, now that's smarter options to invest in. That's <laughs> not me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, again, yeah. that's that's you pocketing that amount. People people think it's rocket science. It's genuinely not. It's just it's just straight up math, man. It's just it's just straight up math. Yeah. All this is math and just knowing the right people. Exactly. That's all it is. We Absolutely. now like we now only talk to brokers, mortgage brokers who only deal with investors. Our accountant only deals with investors. Our yeah. realtor only deals with investors because they get it. Those, they get it. They understand it. They know what you are doing. They get they've it. Been, they've been through it. Man, last question. Last question for you, brother. This has been fantastic, man. I really think everybody's really going to love this, man. Dude, what does somebody have to do like right now? I know we talked about a lot of it throughout the episode. Kind of just recap it for us. Like if somebody wants to just get started with this shit, like what do they do right now? Watch YouTube videos. Watch YouTube videos. Go learn. Yeah. Genuinely, that's all, that's all you need to do. Learn and 
And then save up as much as you can. If you can't talk to people, network, talk to your parents. Your parents might know a guy who buys real estate. Talk to your uncle on fucking anything. Yeah. That's all you need to do. If you have the money saved up, congratulations. Go buy a property right now. Yeah. If you don't, go talk to other people. That's all you need to do. Learn YouTube books. That's it. So there you have it, my friends. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. Again, check out Neo Financial, their Neo card plus their savings account. Super dope. Link will be in the bio for you guys to see and check out. But yeah, man, it was just a sick combo. Like I honestly like... Honestly, man, just was awesome. I was just so intrigued and I really wanted to provide as much value for you guys uh, who are looking to get into that space. So yeah, hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll see you next week. It'll probably just be me on the mic doing my thing as per usual. I appreciate y'all. Boy, I love y'all. But for now, I'm out this mother. Peace.